we'd like to welcome Associate Professor Irma Cantu from Laredo, Texas. Hi, Irma. Hi, Tandy. Very, <laughs> and it's an honor for me to be with you and to talk about such an interesting topic, particularly in Women's History Month, because the topic of witches, it is so in the, in the line of claiming rights and, you know, recovering certain certain issues very important for women yes very much so um and uh, uh i want to tell that we we met erm and i met through manuel who i met just the night before the pandemic pretty much <laughs> in new mexico a few years ago and then we met you this past um conference in new mexico in uh, albuquerque so that's how i know irma eugene and we just we went out for two fabulous dinners um, yeah, that they were very good and um, great conversation. And uh, then it came up that she wants to do maybe present next year on uh, Hispanic witches. So I said, you got to come on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the, the one of my interesting of accompanying Manuel to Albuquerque, it's because just an hour and 40 minutes away from Albuquerque, oh. there is this place, Avicue. And actually, I know that in the United States is not that popular, but not only Salem have a witch trial, actually Avicue had witch trials. But of course, back then, Avicue, when the witch trial happened in the late 18th century, it was already part of Spain. So it is in the U.S. history is not like part or is assimilated at part of the U.S. because it wasn't U.S. It wasn't Spain. Oh, oh very. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yes, it and is. This is the first thing. And the second thing about Avicue is like usually, you know, hating is more popular. So <laughs> actually the trials didn't, didn't end up with women at burning or at stake or whatever. They were liberated by the oh. church, by the Catholic church. So you don't have the tragedy. It is actually some kind of a drama, but not a tragedy or catastrophe that you get in Salem, who, uh, which make the, the, the whole trial more, you know, 
sensational and attractive yes. to to nowadays uh, historians or readers or you know people that is interested in the topic. Okay, um, this could be controversial. My minimal understanding of it, the theory I've read in some anthropology, true or false or history, is that somehow the magic, the witchcraft and practicing healing was a, a rejection or a reaction tied in with Catholic Church. What's actually, your feeling on that? Actually, in the case of witches, it doesn't matter if it's only in Spain or the Catholic countries. Mm. To begin with, the most extreme cases didn't happen in the Catholic world, in any Catholic country. The most extreme ones were Scotland, Germany, that when it started, were not Catholic. That's to begin with. But only other thing that is very, very confused. All the tribes made to against the witches, supposedly witches, all these accusations were done by the most advanced, civilized, formally educated men. Uh-huh. During uh -huh. the enlightenment. I'm, I'm seeing it a theme is, here. <laughs> yeah, it is not, that's very confused. It is not during the Middle Ages. Right. It is not the Dark Age. No, 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 no. It's during the enlightenment. Very not interesting the, point. And it is not religious oriented. Of course, the church gets in this mess but it started as from the men that were highly educated and that it was during the enlightenment the most extreme when we're talking about massive cases of course the word bruja bruja is mm -hmm. starting which is which in spanish is starting the 13th century but the the massive killings of uh, against women happen in the 17th and 18th century. So we're in, and, and in the case particularly of Spain and New Spain, let's say America, uh, in New Spain, the church were the institution that liberated oh. the, the women from the accusations. But don't believe that I will be defending the most patriarchal institution we have, which is the Catholic Church. No. <laughs> what they did, it was they were making, you remember, which is an accusation. Yes. Because Flash knew witches don't exist and women are not able to convert themselves in an owl or a wolf. Yes, <laughs> Flash knew. I mean, there's, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> and the covens never happened. Huh? And you know, <laughs> it just don't, didn't exist. So what they built was this idea. It was an accusation of any woman with certain kind of power, particularly power of knowledge. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Power of knowledge. And the knowledge was the control of women's body. Because yeah. women, they were able to know the herbs, herbs to yes. do abortions. Yes. To to do contraception, mm -hmm. to do control of the. Remember in the in the Bible it says that you we we as women have to deliver babies with a lot of pain. So any person that will help you to make this process less painful, mm. it goes against the the, the your your the, the punishment you got as a female species from God. 
Mm -hmm. So it is, in a way, it really contradicts the whole scriptures. But it was very interesting because if we review, for example, in case of Germany, which was one of the most extreme countries against women, there were thousands of them, mm -hmm. thousands in Scotland. They had, in the 13th and 14th century, they had associations of women doctors, Mm -hmm. associations of women making like uh, uh, construction work. So, and after that period during the enlightenment, all you, as a woman, you cannot uh, attend a person as a doctor because mm -hmm. you were not a man. Mm -hmm. So in the middle age, women were taking care of, 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 of uh, and the medical issues. Mm. but not during the Enlightenment. So it's very peculiar. And in the case of New Spain, we were, we, the concept of bruja was imposed on us. Why? Because in the, in the new world, put it this way, there were no witches ever. I mean, this concept came from Europe. Yeah. And it is very interesting. In the first laws of Indias, they started with uh, Isabel the Catholic and then and then were signed these laws during Charles V. Mm -hmm. And and these laws said if you were an indigenous woman, you were able and will be protected under the crown law to practice your medicines. It doesn't matter if it were herbs, mm -hmm. it were uh, woods or you know, whatever it was, mm -hmm. you can do it freely but only on indigenous women, mm. but not on white women. Mm. So uh, the only way you can accuse a, a person of being a witch, it has to be either the rest of the caste or indigenous women practicing these things on bodies that were not indigenous. Oh. So because they were not stupid. Mm -hmm. If those women... We're talking about new Spain ecosystem. They knew the ecosystem much better than other castes and Spaniards. And so yes. you don't want your workers to get sick and not being able to work. So you uh, need these women to help these workers so you can continue exploring them. Yes. Right? It's, oh. it's, yes. So, it's, it's like corporations doing meditation rooms. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it sounds like uh, to to use uh, today's lingo, perhaps the uh, the enlightenment is fake news. Exactly, <laughs> and in and one of the, the the best person to work on witches, very profound, is Silvia Federici. She has a book. It has a double PhD in history and economics. So that's the reason because it's so so spectacular. <laughs> Caliban and the witch, and one thing she discovered, she corrects Marx. Mm. This is the most important contribution to this kind of studies. Mm. If Mark, Marx was the workers, the workers, the workers. And then Silvia Federici said, okay, Marx is, for, is just forgetting something. Those workers were delivered by women. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to have the necessary amount of workers you need, to make your wars, to have your corporation, to be to do your 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 farm or whatever it was, your hacienda, you need to control women's body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is pure pre-capitalism, and this yes. is pure 
primitive accumulation of capital. You need certain amount of workers. So what happened was the peste, how do you say peste, the perch, I don't know. In Europe, this, this disease that is spread all over and killed half of Europe. Plague. Plague, the plague. The plague happened. Mm. So when the plague happened, workers that were able to survive were very, very demanding. Mm. So you need to put women to have more babies. Otherwise, we're going to have these workers with a lot of demands and we cannot exterminate them because we need them to work. Mm. So right after that, it started this concept of like, for example, abortion, can you believe, was not an issue for the Catholic Church. Wow. It was not an issue. Mm. Because if you read the scriptures, it says, God gave Adam aliento, breath. Mm-hmm. And then Adam started to live. So he wasn't alive prior to right. God's making him breathe. Mm-hmm. So then... What is the issue with abortion? Is right. This this fet, fet, fetus is not breathing. Mm-hmm. So it just was built up to contribute to the pre-capitalist society mm-hmm. to be able to do accum- primitive accumulation. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. So oh, that's yeah. eye-opening. That's fantastic. It is fantastic, and I think that. I think that informs what we're seeing right now with anti-abortionism is people are afraid there's not going to be new consumers. That's one thing. Another thing that people are afraid. And sometimes I I teach pigmentocracy at the university level Uh and 97% of my students are Latinos. And, and, you know, Latinos, some are white, some are not white. I mean, we we are the most diverse uh, population. And then (laughs) then I say, guys, you have to accept that. In 200 years, the whole population going to be mixed race. Because yeah. if you continue with globalization, I mean, just now at the moment, if you check every 10 person, I'm sure my two might be white in the world, I guess. And then two Chinese, two yeah. from India. Two, I mean, I mean, so in you, when you do the mix, mm-hmm. I mean, so, and what is the problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> No problem. No problem. But for certain people, it's really challenging in their brains to accept that their great grandkids gonna be non-white. Right, right. Yeah, because they assume that if you are, because of history, of course, of course, you can assume like if you're non-white, you got, we will, you will be powerless. Yeah. That's yes, the- that is it. Yeah. <laughs> That is the idea that they're oh, lo- that, that the community of people is losing their power. Yeah, it's the idea. Yeah, and it's losing the power because people that are non-whites are demanding. When it's not exactly demanding, it's just they are mixing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and some people have a real problem with that. They have a difficulty coping with that kind of change in their lives. I have people in my family who have had that issue. Absolutely. Oh, including even even in 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 I live here in the border, and I ask my students, raise your hand if at your home in a party or something, someone from the older generation says something like this to you. Oh, you're dating a gringo. Oh, very good. Then you will want to improve the race. Oh, wow. And they they more than half of my students 
raised her hand. Wow. 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 <laughs> so yeah. you're improving the race because you're mixing with wider people than you. And you know, in a way, I see that as almost like, yes, the race part of it, but a metaphor of like, if you have, if you are marrying somebody white, maybe you have more status as well. This perception oh, of, of status, not just a bloodline, but an economy of a, a cultural currency. And actually you can do white passing because let's say yes. you're Latina, you marry an American man and you have a child and the child going to have a last name in English, yes. not Fernandez or or Gonzalez. And so, right. and it's easier in depends in which areas, but you know, you know what I mean? I mean, yes. yes. Well, sure. For the same reason, so many people who came to North America from Europe changed their names as well. So it would sound, I don't know, less Slavic or less Jewish or less something. Exactly. Yeah, exa it's true. It's Fred Astaire, for example. Yeah. Fred Astaire, that's right. Yeah, they have Alfred Astaire, uh, some complicated Jewish name. Yes, it was Fred yes. Astaire. It sounds yeah. more like European, French, English. Scottish. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Even in, in my own family, um, which long time ago came from Poland, they would say my name as Kanapik. And here it's Napik. Nobody pronounces the K. And that uh -huh. was dropped because it sounds more North American, I'm sure. Sure. Well, oh, yeah. It sounds more North American. Erman, you met Stag. Well, Stag's grandparents' name was Stagowski, but they changed it to Stag. Wow. Well, there you go. A Polish Czech family. They, 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 um, made it sound less uh specific you know um how one thing i'm thinking about is how does it tie in with this i part of this idea and per people's perception about witchcraft or herbalist or santeria or alternative medicine or whatever we call it now new age there's a wide variety that goes into oh yeah internationally mm -hmm. of different things it's a bit of um, the rejection of it is because it's not that sense of and of the time period of enlightenment that it's not from science, and it's interesting because the research I've been doing and one of the things I, I'm really interested in is the practice of magic. You know, mm -hmm. making a woman disappear, pulling a rabbit out of head. I mean that kind of European magic, uh, uh -huh. cards, tarot, and um, that kind of storytelling or perspective is rooted completely science in the um in the renaissance they co-opted magic and because mad magicians observe nature so do artists that's why artists magicians and actors are all linked and witches are linked together because of illusion yeah it is just because the formal knowledge that came from the university was very pushed by the enlightenment and we are, we cannot forget that the universities were where white men go yeah so yes. they the knowledge <laughs> they get there the knowledge they it get there is. it yes. is much much better than any other knowledge it doesn't matter if you were like inherited by your grandma and of watching your own ecosystem right. that you know right. much better than anyone else Yes. But you didn't attend the university, and because and this was the rhetoric that was constructed yes. around 
and brown bodies. And yes. it's really, they want to put women back yeah. to their bed to have babies. They yes. desperately need to be reproducing in order to increase the population and then you can have a war. Imagine yes. all these old kingdoms in Europe. You mm -hmm. need a lot of people to make wars. Yes, you do. You, and so it, it is one of the things that you most need to control, to have power, go to a war. You need a lot of people. So people have to have a lot of babies. So well, and you need is, cheap labor. Exactly, exactly. And one of the things that I was talking about prior in your prior question that now yeah. came back to me. Yeah. This idea about the Catholic Church, for example. Mm. Yeah. They liberated those women. But I checked the inquisitorial uh, archives. Okay. And there was lots of lots of accusations. It's just they didn't end up in the stake or burning or hanging or whatever. No, you have to check this. I read one arch uh, inquisitorial archive in uh, Santiago de Guatemala, now is Antigua. And they, there is a, a, a young woman that was uh, with a broom and uh, cleaning. And then the priest saw this young 14 year old girl and accused her like he was taking a nap. And in the nap, this lady gets into his dream and scratches his testicles. <laughs> and then he went, this it was a, a, a seminarist. Yeah. And then he went to the church to accuse this woman that in his dreams, he entered and scratched his testicle and he chose his testicles and it, he had scratches. So they brought this young, young, poor woman, very, very low class person, you know, from the, the very down in the, in the hierarchical, racial, racialized caste system. And then, okay, we need to check your marks. And usually the marks of the devil were close to the orifices. Mm -hmm. So yes. 13 men check on this lady, on this young child. I'm 14 yes. year old, is a child. Oh, no, no. She didn't have the mark. Yeah, after 13 men, yes, you know, naked her, checked her. It is, it is, it is sexual abuse. Yes. And masqueraded in this kind of like, oh, and they, the good church liberated her because it was just a bad dream came directly from the devil. This poor child was used by the devil mm -hmm. to seduce this, this seminarist, but she had, it was not because of her will. Mm -hmm. So she was liberated. It's done. Then you have all these priests touching bodies, young bodies, poor bodies. Mm -hmm. So, wow. so when I say in the church, liberate women, yeah, liberate those ones of being killed, but prior to... But maybe not on, good. <laughs> yeah. Prior to checking on them. Yes. But particularly, they were poor and young. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And vulnerable. <laughs> no one was going to follow up on them. It's like the uh, murders we see in in United States where or and worse where people are there's no accountability they weren't mm -hmm. they weren't important so we could get away with it no you have to be grateful because they were able to liberate you and prove that you were not involved with the devil oh. Oh. Right. Oh. 
it's so crazy. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, so uh, how do um where would I see Hispanic so-called Hispanic witches or practice now? Now I uh, we uh, continue. Actually, Catemaco in Veracruz is the biggest area of witchcraft in the whole Latin America, mm. and it's it's huge. But what we see is the continuation of practices among particularly women in the rural areas and absolutely in indigenous communities. Very unfortunate in Latin America, social services, health services. Even if they we have public services, um, they usually don't reach those people that were in the less part. I mean, seriously, in Mexico, our indigenous communities were um, is is like twenty million people and seventy eight percent just are in miserable condition. When I say misery, I'm not talking about poverty. I mean, when I say misery, I say no truth, no vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, in those stream areas, thank God to all women that take care of that population because they are like really far from the metropolitan centers where, I mean, it, so in that way and in another way, it is very, very, certain people was able to put this like temascales, which is this bath. That mm -hmm. were given to women after giving birth. Oh. And it's a whole, it's like an igloo of adobe. Mm -hmm. Women get inside, and an indigenous woman gets with you and almost naked. They and it's very hot, very hot with a rose uh, rose petal water. Yes. And it's, it's it's fantastic. Of course, these now are in Mexican sophisticated hotel boutiques. Yeah. So we <laughs> Two, two walks, two avenues uh -huh. where you have these women helping other women survive. And then you have this attention to foreigners, particularly mm -hmm. Americans and Europeans that wants to have the indigenous experience. And it's actually very nice, quite cool. And <laughs> make you very happy to be wow. in that bad day indigenous way yes. but you see what i see yes. i so mean indigenous it, tourism exactly yeah. indigenous tourism yeah yes you know um we kind of came up with well, i told you i saw a panel where and we're gonna we're gonna have peyton on there uh, on on this on the same episode i believe i think we are if we don't sorry but i think we will um but she presented a paper and it was about witches portrayal in movies and mm -hmm. the, the four big movies are male uh, directors and the women are ugly angry vicious it's just an angry woman you know and she's not supposed to be angry so she's a witch and i said mm -hmm. what's even worse on top of that is there's money to be made by men on these movies mm -hmm. well, Absolutely. Even, it's not even just the uh the literal physical uh portrayal it's the money-making portrayal of women like this carrie the movie carrie probably one of the biggest horror movies in the world right yeah, and actually one thing that is underlying in any witch accusation or witches portrayed, what is underlying, underlying is like, if you take the archetypes that are designed for women mm -hmm. to be a mother, mm -hmm. 
that is uh, relational because of course you need to provide a child. To be a wife, that is relation because you have to have a husband. To be a virgin, that is relation because you have to not be touched by men. Mm. To be a, 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 a whore, mm -hmm. then is relation. The only one, the only archetype that is not relation is a witch. You don't need to have someone else to be accused of being a witch. And this is very problematic because it is very, very in the mind of everybody that women bo were born to attend others, to be caregivers, to attend, uh, to take care of someone else. Otherwise, you have no definition. You have no purpose and you are a witch. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. so, and if, if you get accused of being a witch, second that, you are accused because of what you think, what you are. Mm -hmm. Not because of your relations. Mm. So these. So we're very... we're like drawing a big line here between women who practice herbs and that kind of thing, and the idea of a witch as someone who is accused and devalued. It is like actually in this, for example, actually in Spain, have legally during centuries since like 14th century to let's say 19th century, they heard the difference between a witch and an hechicera. Hechicera is a, a when you do a hechizo, it's like a wizard kind of thing. Mm. So if you were accused, it is legal for you actually back then. If you were accused of hechicera, that means you in your desperation deal with the devil but, if, but you were informed because of your passion and desperation. So you can be, uh, they take you to a trial and you will be punished with wearing something special in your body. And let's say five years, nobody can talk to you in public. But if you were a witch, the main accusation for, for the person uh, controlling the, the trial to put you in the case of the Hispanic witches, to put you in burning, staking, hanging, or whatever, to be killed. It has to prove that you were having an sexual encounters with the devil at night. Okay. It's also, <laughs> so so it so when when this between healers, for example, in the case of Hispanic witches, healers were very well regarded as much as they were taking care of indigenous populations. If they were taking care of white people, n n problem. Because, and this is a very interesting thing that you will love, <laughs> because I love it. Mm -hmm. They build up, they created something called amare. Amare, amare is when you tie two, two things and tie it up. Mm -hmm. It's amare. So they, they, they took this word amare and it's a witchcraft to make your husband not going to you to his mistress or abandon you for other women. So all white women wanted to have their husband very controlled because there were a lot of women, poor women available for them. And if you were a Spaniard, nobody will say no to you. So these white women were kind of scared of other women. So they went, they desperately wanted indigenous women to build this to wield a witchcraft to have the husband 
close to them. So they created, then the, then when you, imagine you have a lot of money, you go to this indigenous healer. I need you to help me because my husband is paying attention to other women. And you have to help me and I will pay you a lot of money. Of course, you will say, absolutely, my lady, I have this amarre for you. So this amarre was not a healing process or a, uh, a item that came more from the, uh, the pre-Columbian times. It is something built for to please the other upper classes that were demanding control in either for power, either for jealousy. So all this new stuff you read, like I, I still know people that go and pay amares for oh, their husbands. Wow. Now, actually, when I drove from, I usually drive from Monterrey to Laredo because my family is in Monterrey. Mm -hmm. So in the entrance of Nuevo Laredo, there is two, two signs that says, you need an amare, please call in the phone number. <laughs> and, <laughs> like a lawyer. now you need an amarre so you need an amarre for to to keep your husband close to you uh -huh. so there is still but this this item this witchcraft quote unquote were actually done during the colonial and the, the colonialization not during the pre-colombian times so uh -huh. it is very mixing so that's the reason because eugene was talking about like Healer, witch, when it become a witch, because if you take it as a earth medical and you were indigenous, good. But then it was all these powerful people demanding other services. And if you were a woman, poor, with children, it is very easy for you to say yes to all these amarres and things like didn't happen prior to the arrival of the Spaniards. So this is the difference. And, and but usually indigenous women were not accused. Okay. To, I mean, by the Inquisition, usually they were accused. Those ones accused were mestizas, were those intermediaries between white women and indigenous. Mm. They received most accusations. But the, the most clever ones, were very, very uh, um, savvy to get rid of the accusation. They were not young, not muy, very beautiful. So they don't. They were not interested in checking on their devil mark. So what they did was said, oh, yeah, I was serving as an intermediary, but I actually have as an intermediary, not for Doña Maria, but for 200 more women. Imagine all rich men, my wife, no, 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 my wife is going to be mentioned by a witch. So they, oh, they just, they, uh, this woman is crazy, bye. And then the cloud, and the, 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 the trial was over. Because, oh yeah, sometimes I help Doña Maria. Yeah, but I also have 80. And including young, young ladies, like 15 year old, mm -hmm. like elite girls, Imagine all those people listen to this. They immediately thought, my daughter will be accused. Mm. Then, then, then the trial is... Like, oh, let it go. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and when I read these things in the archives, I found those women to be so clever. Oh, oh yes, I accept that I might be paying properly, but not only with one, but with 100. 
Wow. Then, then, so then in your interest as a powerful yeah. man yeah. to hide the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> Can you tell us about those inquisitional archives? What what is it? What does it look like? Is it like a big library, I assume? A museum? I do it usually for for internet and I actually do it also because I'm in Laredo, so I do it by internet, but I also have books that people like, okay, I select the most, the 10 are the papers that I like the most, and then I do a book. So I get the book and it start, because of course the letters are, you know, <laughs> more accessible, easier to do, to, to deal with, and more organized. Yes. But, it, but it, it sometimes, I get so mad and sometimes I laugh because it's so ridiculous. And I mean, it's really, a, 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 you know, a, a lot of emotions when you have to deal with this kind of accusations because sometimes they are so unfair and sometimes you, you really start thinking like these women were something in the sense like they were smart, yeah. creative, they knew a lot of things and they were able to to control their own trials but actually what made me so mad is particularly those ones that are underage 14 year old yeah. 14 year old and then 15 and of course poor girls from yes. you know yes very beautiful it is <laughs> i i think it i think your your project carrying on with this is going to be very very interesting i want to tell you something about yes. trump yeah you will love this during the, I have it here. I have it written here because it's just so. In the in 1968, W I T C H meant Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Oh yes, I just learned about it. Yes. And then and now this W I T C H means Women Inspired to Tell Their Collective History. This this organization have covens all around the country. So during the during the the election, the 2020 election, they got together and I mean um, uh, through the phones, of course, to the covens that they have in WhatsApp. Yes. Coven from Oklahoma. And <laughs> WhatsApp coven from uh, no no Laredo, whatever. Yeah. And you were in this coven. So during the election day, they were, I mean, in a in a glass, in a kind of a yeah, like a base. They put a photo, uh, Trump's photo, and they some of them peed and some of them menstruated on these bases, <laughs> and they did I cut like a invocative invocatory words, whole. Uh, goddess of nature blah 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 let's help <laughs> and and they did all this witchcraft to make him lose the election it worked yay and it worked because <laughs> it was a close and, call and when the people asked me about how can you believe this and i said wait a second all these women they participated in this covens anti-trump all of them helped to get the women vote out Help during the day to carry all people from the nursery homes to the, the election booth, whatever it was. So they were very active in the traditional sense. Yeah. And I really believe that when people get together, 
It's, I mean, it's powerful. It is powerful. So it is this base menstruation, uh, urine, whatever, it is just a metaphor of all the other efforts that were so real, like to take someone to the election booth. So, yeah. so I believe in taking someone to the election booth. Of course, I believe in getting women to vote, for example. Yes. And this one is just a metaphor. But, but I really love this, this yes, anecdote. I, about I love that too, because that is a great bonding metaphor celebration. I'm sure there was a little bit of wine flowing. Maybe some herbs were involved. And, and then they get to share their body um, dishorror. They're not afraid of their bodies. as Absolutely. Yes. And other thing that I want to tell you guys that I you really want to love because when I learn it, I mean, I, I'm not, my English is not good. But I really love when I learn more about English yes. words and gossip. Mm. Gossip mm. means it, it's a new word that came from the word God siblings. So, so it was oh. it is women that got together to help another woman. And it's in Shakespeare to help another woman deliver a baby. So then, then yeah, and for example, in Spain, in the, I think it was the 18th century, it was forbidden for women to get more than two women, more than three women that were not uh, family members, were not able to be together yeah. because God's sibling became gossip. So women getting together, share information, yes. share power. So you want to break their power, mm -hmm. make it a coven. They are checking on with the devil and when they get together. But actually came from God's sibling. That's and now it's gossip. Now it's gossip. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I, it's I fantastic. Wish. I'm learning so much today. I know. <laughs> I, I could I could listen to you tell me about this for weeks. <laughs> Thank you. And I love silly. your English. I love your English. It's beautiful. Oh, voice. You. <laughs> but is it not fantastic when, when I actually learn these words in English? Like, wow, this this such a this such a heavy history behind those words. Like yes. gossip that you see is a very banal, vain word. And yes. it has a very, very deep history. Yes, I can tell you one thing. Every job I've ever worked at, um, when two or three women talk, the manager comes over right away. <laughs> Every time, at a bar, at a pet store, it doesn't matter. You can't let women talk. And I have not seen the new movie Women Talking, but I'm very curious if that's got a little play in it. You know? And now I'm curious. You're, yeah. I, I, I'm, you're, you're, you're make this contagious. I want to see it myself too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Is that um, the Sarah Pauly film, Canadian yes, film. Yes, yes, yeah. it's nominated for a lot of um, uh, awards. So I guess we're all going to have to see that. Maybe we'll come back and talk about that movie. Yeah, that would yeah. be so cool. Irma, it has been delightful to see you and talk to you today. I thank you guys for inviting me. And, you know, I was so always passionate about my witches because I think you, me, and women that I know that wants to move human, women's rights forward, uh, we are all witches. And I'm so proud to be in a coven and with our special Ali Eugene that now it's, it's just joining the coven. Yes. And I hope our, our I hope your listeners guys 
will feel like, oh, I'm an accountant too. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope all our agents and friends of the agency will uh, feel part of this COVID too. Thank of you course. So much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Okay, Thank you for see you later. Me. Bye. Bye. Bye.